question was, so what's the deal with cursing? Okay, so that's the question. What is the deal with cursing? And uh, how many of you are like avid cursers this morning? See, no, <laughs> thanks, Matt. Yeah, right. And uh, okay, cursing. That's what we're going to talk about today. And oh, this question was like the most asked. When, when I put out saying, what sort of questions do you have about Christianity or the Bible? This was the one that came back the most. What's the deal with cursing? Who decides what words are bad words? Who decides what words are good words? You know, I mean, what, what, what's, what does it hurt, you know, if we say a few bad words or mutter them under our breath? You know, what does it matter if we're on our own and, we, and uh, you know, we're, we're hammering a nail and we hit our thumb and we let some sort of word out? What does that really matter? And so this morning, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna look at that. Here in America, we believe in the freedom of speech. So, you know, when you talk about, you know, words that you can and can't say, uh, us Americans, and I, I consider myself, you know, partly American, and, uh, 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 but we consider, you know, we say it doesn't matter, you know, what other people think. We can say what we want because we have freedom of speech. Well, I remember growing up, we would have a list of can-say words and a list of can't-say words. They weren't written on the wall or anything, but we just knew from the spankings that we got what words we could say and what we can't say. And so there was always these words, but yet I would always find that our family would come in from out of town, and we had cousins and uh, aunties and uncles who lived other parts of the country, and they would come into our house, and they would say words, and I'd be like, oh, you said that word. And they're like, yeah, we can say that word because that's not a cuss word where we come from. And uh, so they would say it, and we'd be around the dinner table, and they would say a word. And I would look at my dad, and I said, Dad, look, he can say that word. If he can say that word, then I can say that word. He's like, no, he may be able to say it, but you can't. And so there was always this list of what we can say and what we can't say. And I never understood it. You know, there's another word for cursing or swearing, and it's the word profanity. And in the ancient world, the, world that, the word that we come from, profanity, basically means this. It means anything that was said and done outside the temple of God. Basically, they were meaning that anything that was said or done that you would consider profanity would be something that was considered unholy. And so there was words and things that people did outside of the temple that was not allowed inside the temple of God. And the reason it wasn't allowed inside the temple of God is because the temple of God was seen as a sacred place and it would defile the temple of God. You know, there's an age-old saying, and I think my wife still says it to me today. She said, would you let your mother hear you say that? And I think I'd go a a step further. Would you let God hear you say those words? There's always words, can I say this or can I say, say that? Isn't it funny that we always, that we always kind of put on our best behavior before our mothers, but, you know, when we're around our friends or, you know, our spouses and sometimes even our kids, you know, we, we let some other words out that we would not say in front of our mothers. But yet, let's go a step further today and say, would God really want you to say some of those words that you may be struggling over saying? You're not going to walk out of here today with a list of, can't say words. You know, we can say this and we can't say that. You know, it's like Alex said it. You know, I can say this. You're not going to walk out here with, 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 with a list. However, I do hope that you go out of here today with just a little clear understanding of the words that you do say. Words are powerful things. And the words that you say can either lift people up or they can pull people down. 
And so when we go out of this place today, I hope that you go out with a new, fresh understanding of, of the things that come out of your mouth. So we're going to take a look at three different kinds of cuss words this morning in answer to the question, so what's the deal with cussing? And Amanda's not here this, this morning. I found out like this week that she wasn't going to be here. So if you see Amanda, do me a favor, say, hey, you're the cussing girl, aren't you? Because she was so fearful that, you know, her face would be up there. She, everyone's going to know me as the cussing girl. So please say that to her. I'd like to be delighted. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to kid it. You know, the first name that, the first type of cussing word that we could say is using God's name in a wrong way. The first ever cuss word I ever said in my life was, I was at home, I was five years old, and I suddenly did something, and I came out and I said, I just shouted out, oh my God. And as soon as I said it, my dad just turned to me with this evil look, and I knew what was coming. And all I'm going to say, he kicked some stuff out of me that I don't even want to say, what he said. But yet, even though I got a huge spanking for saying that, I kept saying it. I started going to school, and I heard some of the other kids say it, and I started saying, oh, my God. And we wouldn't even think that's probably even a bad word in, in today's society. But I just, my dad got so mad with me. And I said it probably about six or seven times, and I got the idea, okay, every time I say this word, I get a spanking. So if I don't say it, then I won't get a spanking. But I started asking a question, well, Dad, what's the deal? I mean, why? I mean, I was five years old, but why, why can't I say this word? And my dad said, Go and read Exodus chapter 20. You know, as a kid, I'm like, yeah, right. I'm like, I couldn't even get John 3.16 down, let alone Exodus. And so my dad took me through Exodus 20. And this is what it says. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, if you want to turn to Exodus chapter 20. God gave Moses 10 commandments. And these commandments were commandments to live by. They weren't commandments just for, you know, how many ever years ago, thousands and thousands of years ago, they were commandments for men to live by. These weren't necessarily the law of God, you know, you can't eat this and you can eat this and, and you've got to wash yourself in this way. And, and there wasn't the law of God. It was ten commandments that God was giving humanity. And if you notice in those, in those commandments, we've got thou shall not murder, thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal, thou shall not have any other gods before me. And there's all these, different, all these different commandments. But yet, number three, before murder, before stealing, before adultery, before all these others, there's a little commandment in there. And this is what it says in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 7. It says, you must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished. If you misuse his name. Let me read that again. It says, you must not misuse the name of the Lord, your God. And he says, the Lord will not let you go unpunished if you use or misuse his name. You know, the name of God is to be honored. The name of God is not to be used in just some flippant way. And we live in a society where we text and we Facebook and we go, OMG, and, you know, and, and, and we use the word God and oh my God all the time. We even live in a, a society where on TV or maybe your neighbors or friends, work colleagues, that they use the name of Jesus or the name Christ in, in a way that should not be used, in a misuse of, their ne- of that name. 
But God is very clear. He says, you shall not misuse the name of the, uh, uh, misuse the, name of the Lord, your God. And if you use it, you will be punished for it. And the punishment for breaking Ten Commandments was death. They were seen as sins. And it was death. And so in today's society, we're like, sure, we can say these things. But God is like, no. This is one of my commandments. And if you're using these words, if you're using my name in a way that you should not be using it, if you're misusing my name, if you're saying my name in a way that does not bring honor to me, then the penalty is death. Well, that's pretty tough stuff. I mean, just for saying a little word, this is what, this is what it says. So the name of the Lord is to be honored. Let me just show you very quickly how powerful the name of God is. Because the name of God isn't like your name or my name. Someone can misuse my name. Oh, my Alex. You know, I mean, I mean, what, I mean what, what good is that? But yet, when you use the name of God, it is a powerful name. And you don't realize the words that you speak and the way that you use the name of God is a powerful way. So in John chapter 14 and verse 13, it says this. It says, And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, you can ask anything in my name. Ask anything in the name of Jesus. And I will do it. So that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask anything in my name, the name of Jesus. And I will do it. Firstly, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is, even though for us it may just be a word, it just may may be a name. There is a force above us in the heavenlies, that realize that when we use the name of Jesus, it is a powerful thing. And Jesus is saying to his disciples, when you use my name, and you ask for things in my name, I will give them to you. There is power in his name. Also, we see in Philippians chapter 2, and verse 10 and 11, it says this. Philippians 2, 10 and 11. Well, I'll start at verse 9. It says, Therefore, God elevated him, meaning Jesus, to the place of highest honor and gave him the name which is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. God has given Jesus a name that is above every name. So when you use the name of Jesus in a wrong way, you are bringing that name down to human level where God has elevated it to divine level. That name is the name that every knee in this universe, every person who has ever lived and ever will live, will one day bow before that name. And when we use the name of Jesus, when we use the name of God in a way that is not honoring unto him, then we are bringing God down to our level. Instead of elevating God to a place of honor. God said that there's a punishment when we misuse his name. And unless we're using the name of God in a way that glorifies him. Then we're breaking his commandment. Why? Because God is holy. And his name is powerful and it's to be revered. You know when when I first uh, married Raquel. She would say this word and it would just go through me. Because I just remember all the spankings I got as a kid. She, she would say a word in Spanish, and it basically meant, oh, my God. 
And I started saying to her, you can't say that. She says, no, all the Spanish people say it. You know, they say it in church and things like that. And I said, no. I said, you can't say that. I said, when you're saying that, you're misusing God's name. And being the obedient wife, she didn't listen to me and just carried on saying it. Because she grew up saying this word because for them it wasn't a big deal. But yet, through scripture, it shows me that it is a big deal with God. So she doesn't say that word very much anymore. If she does, then I just give her an evil look. And uh, I don't spank her, though. <laughs> and, and did I say that? Wow. Okay, so we must have misused God's name. So that's the first question, God's name. The second kind of cuss word that we could say is what I call idle words. Idle words. There's certain kind of words that we call just swear words. They've got nothing to do with God. They're just words that come out, out of our mouth. And these are kind of like... You know, this is what, what we can say and what we can't say. You go to one part of the country and one, this word is said fine. You go to another part and they're like, oh, he said that. No way. I remember when I moved to the United States, I couldn't believe some of the words people were saying. And then some of the words that I was saying, I was like, people were just looking at me in a bad, bad way. When we, when we got married, we were on our honeymoon. Three days into our honeymoon, things were going great. Wonderful. And I decided in my own cheeky way that I would say a word to Raquel that in the UK can be seen as a word of endearment, you know, a nice word. It's not a word I would say in front of my mother, but it was a word that, you know, that in the UK it was considered, oh, that was sweet. Well, I said this word, and let me tell you, day three of my honeymoon was the worst day of my life because she took this word in a totally wrong way. Over here in the United States, it means something totally different. And... I was like in the doghouse, and I really had to like grovel and grovel and grovel on my honeymoon. I'm like, please. But I realized that the words I was saying, even though I thought it was fun, it was just an idle word, and it didn't do anything to benefit our relationship, didn't do anything to lift Raquel up or help her in any way. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, it says this, verse 16, it says, Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only uh, leads to godless behavior. You know, there are words that we say. They may be on the we can say list or we can't say list. But they are just worthless, idle words that do not, give any, uh, do not help anybody and sometimes leads to godless behavior behavior. I'm not just talking about cuss words. I'm talking about gossiping in a malicious way. Things that we say, choice words that we say to other people. The words that we say have power to either lift people up or bring people down. And some of those idle words that we say can really be offensive to other people and can hurt other people and can lead us to a place where we're not setting our eyes on God and we're not glorifying God with our lives. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 36 and 37, God says this. He says, I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word that you speak. The words that you say will either equip, uh, quit you or condemn you. Basically, the words that you say will either bring punishment to you or will bring blessing to you. 
And so the words that we say, whether they're a cuss word or not a cuss word, they've got to be words that lift people up. Idle words, God will punish you. So here, God is saying, not just if you use my name in a wrong way, will you receive punishment. But if you use these idle words that are just no good to anybody, then you'll receive punishment again. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29 says this. It says, Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything that you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Don't use foul or abusive language. You can't get plainer than that. See, the cussing may not be a big deal to us. Saying choice words may not be a deal to us. But it is a big deal to God. Because God wants you to use your mouth for what is good, not what is bad. To lift people up instead of tear people down. You know the words that you may say. That just may be considered idle words. Things that you know that just don't lift people up. They may not be on the can't say list. But you know they still may be considered idle words. So there's using God's name in a bad way. There's idle words that just don't help anybody. And then the final way that we can cuss is what I call heart words. Heart words. The whole point of today is not to say, hey, you guys, you've got to stop cussing. You know, I'm hearing you. You're not, you're, you're, the words that are coming out of your mouth are not good. It's actually so that you can understand where those words come from. They're not just words that, you know, just come out of your mouth or part of society. There's actually a place where those words come from. And when you say or do something inappropriate, it isn't the action of speaking that condemns you. It's actually the place where those words were formed that condemns you. See, the words that you speak today were actually formed in your heart yesterday. And in Matthew chapter 15, Jesus says this. He says in chapter 15, verse 11, he says, It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. And then in verse 17, he says, Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. I'm like, that's just too much information. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart comes evil thoughts, comes murder, adultery, or sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defiles you. Eating with unwashed hands never defiles you. It's not a list of rules of you can and can't stay, can't, can't do this, that, that condemns you. It's what comes out of your heart that God is looking at and can condemn us. It's not a mouth thing. It's a heart thing. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6 and verse 45, he said, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. You may say, well, what's wrong when I'm on my own and I, you know, let out some four-letter word? You know, something bothers me. What's wrong in, in saying something like that? 
It doesn't hurt anybody. Nobody can hear it. It's not about other people. I'm just annoyed. I'm like, I got a black nail because I hit a hammer on my thumb. Does it really matter? It does matter. Because what's coming out of your mouth is something that just shows what your heart really is. And somebody who cusses a lot and says a lot of bad things and choice words and gossips a lot just shows that that is what is in their heart. And even though other people can't see it, God sees it. And God sees the words that comes out of your mouth and sees it as a direct evidence of what is in your heart. You know, a lot of time when we misuse the name of God, it's because we really don't revere the name of God. We don't understand how powerful and important the name of God is. When we talk trash or bring others down, it's because we may not have a heart that is really compassionate towards that person. When your mouth, basically your mouth reflects your heart. A dirty mouth reflects a dirty heart. A kind mouth reflects a kind heart. A loving mouth reflects a loving heart. A mouth that doesn't get angry reflects, reflects a heart that does not get angry. You know, Paul wrote to the Corinthians, and he said this in chapter 6 and verse 19. He says, do you not know that your body, this physical body that you have, it is the temple of the Holy Spirit? It's the place that God dwells. God's Spirit dwells in, in you. And that, that, that uh, body of yours is the temple of God. And when we use profanity, we are using things that should be outside the temple, not inside the temple. Because when we use those choice words, when we use those cuss words, we are using words that defile the temple of God. And we are defiling God when we use those words. The Spirit of God won't dwell in in an unholy place. And no matter how innocent a cuss word may be, the temple of God was not built in you to have those things going on inside of it. Profanity is for outside the temple, not inside the temple. And because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, profanity should not take place within our hearts and through our mouth. So like I said, cussing may not be a big deal to you, but it's a huge deal to God. He hears your words and he cries out for your heart. There's power in the words that you say. You know, God created this world This universe with words. He spoke it into existence. And you have the power with your words to lift somebody up or to bring somebody down. Lastly, as we close today, in the book of Colossians, chapter 3. Colossians 3 and verse 8 says this. But now is the time to get rid of, of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. But put on a new nature. Be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. And he says this, Christ, is all that matters 
and he lives in all of us. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. Paul says there, he said, now is the time to get rid. Now is the time to get rid. And some of you, for, for some of you, this may not be a big deal. I was talking to someone this week, and they were like, I don't know what the deal is with young people. The young people just think that, you know, cursing is just a, not a problem. But I have a problem with it. And, and I would agree. I would think that, you know, my generation and the generations that have come out, out, out after me think there's not a problem with it. But in God's eyes, there is a problem. Because it just reveals your heart. And it reveals that it's not a place where God is really dwelling. A temple where God is really dwelling. So I challenge you today, not to go out of this place thinking, ah, there's a list of rules we can say and we can't say. Things we can do and we can't do. No. Just check your heart. Is your heart a place where Christ dwells? Is your heart a place where God can live and live in a holy place. Let's bow our heads in prayer.